Welcome to the Hoops Culture Podcast, where we talk about all things basketball and many more. We're back for episode 31, and I'm excited to get this down because we're going to have a pretty eventful episode today. Um, Can't wait, you know, just chilling, parents' basement, uh, (laughs) recording my my podcast while drinking a Snapple, aka the second best drink on planet Earth, Uh, water is first. Yeah, no, honestly, like... I could down um, an entire, like, I could probably down, like, six bottles of, like, peach Snapple. It's insane, man. Like, I don't know if I have a problem, but it's so good. Right now, I have the mango. The mango's probably the second best flavor. Um, It's really, really good. And it's one of those drinks, like, I really get energy from. Like, Coca-Cola, I just feel sick and, like, bloated and, like, you know, so unenthused, like, I don't want to do anything right after having Coca-Cola or, um, you know, Sprite, like, Snapple, like, honestly gives me energy, so I could rock with Snapple for the rest of my life, but obviously, kids, drink water, drink water, water's a lot better, obviously, water should be the drink, but if you want to go for an alternative, drink some Snapple, uh, shut up. Shout out, shout out Snapple for, for sponsoring this. Nah, nah, Blaine. Sna- Snapple is not going to sponsor me yet. Hopefully they will sponsor me in the future. Wink, wink. Give me a sponsor. I will sponsor the hell out of this. And yeah, um, I'm a, uh, I- I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Snapple, but today's episode is going to be great. We're going to talk about, um, a lot today and, um, we're going to have some fun, you know, today as by the time I'm recording it, the Super Bowl will start in five hours. Um, we saw the NBA trade deadline and a uh, a great UFC fight fight card uh, last night. So yeah, um, we're gonna get into it. What are you guys doing for Super Bowl weekend? I hope you guys are having a fun time, spending time with your loved ones, and you know just having a great time because that's all that matters. You gotta cherish those moments with your with your loved ones. Uh, I know I'm going to be with my uh, family, you know, me and my father, the, you know, sports fans in the, in the family. He knows a lot about sports, too. I would love to have him on the podcast as well. You know, he'd he'd have a really fun time. But, you know, it's uh, grown up things. He's, he's a little busier. So it's it, it would be definitely fun to have him on the podcast for sure. But, uh, yeah, um, we're going to have some fun, eat some food, spend some time together um, and, you know, uh, be competitive about who we want to win and, and everything, you know, just just have fun because this Super Bowl it looks like is going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So, yeah, let's get into it. Super Bowl. The Super Bowl's matchup is one of the most intriguing matchups I've really had. Like, like I've been really intrigued in this matchups. Like so much in the recent years, like than other ones, the one I was, the last one I was very um, interested in seeing was uh, was New England and, and Philadelphia, which was actually one of my favorite Super Bowls of all time. It was um, it was so amazing, just straight action. Uh, we really saw the best of Tom Brady. We saw um, Nick Foles really like make that Philly def- that that Philly team amazing. Um, straight, uh, pretty, pretty controversial, uh, with the Belichick decision with, uh, Malcolm Butler and, um, 
you know, Philly's defense in the in the clutch at the end, um, sacking Brady, uh, uh, Brady uh, being a sore loser at the end of it, saying they had one really good play, which is kind of funny. Um, he almost got the Hail Mary down, too, which was insane. But, um, yeah, um, that was a really fun Super Bowl. Just wanted to get that out of the way. But this Rams-Bengals uh, matchup is really fun because we have a second-year quarterback and a quarterback who is really kind of dealt with the wrong cars his entire career till he goes to the Los Angeles Rams. Shout out Alden, if you guys didn't watch one of our episodes, biggest Matthew Stafford fan. He called it as soon as the trade happened that the Rams would go to the Super Bowl just for having that, doing that swap with Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff. Um, he really, like, he called that to the max. So, yeah, honestly, shout out to him. Shout out to him for sure. And, yeah, um, a lot of factors in the Super Bowl. Um... Obviously, you know, the Rams' defense is the one, like, difference maker in this game. How how are the Bengals really going to, like, contain Vaughn Miller and, and Aaron Donald? Because the Bengals don't have the best offensive line. Um, Joe Burrow is the guy who kind of really, like, it's really impressive for Joe Burrow because he's... He's the guy who's really like throwing out the pocket pretty quick, and he could make plays, especially, especially out of uh, with, with that with that offensive line. It's very impressive. Um, shout out Joe, but you know, um, you got Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller there, two guys who could really pressure the quarterback and go through that offensive line. Um, the offensive line looked pretty decent in the playoffs, but. Against Vaughn Miller and Aaron Donald, I'm not sure how well that'll hold up. I'm thinking, thinking Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller really pressure it up. Um, obviously, the the Bengals wide receiver core is so talented, um, and um, CJ Uzama. Yes, I finally uh, pronounced it right. I was saying Uzama, Uzama uh, is uh, playing, which is great for the Bengals because then you add that extra weapon there. Especially now, you got Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Uzama. Four guys that you could really throw the ball to. And in the backfield, you got Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's not going to rush the ball a lot. I don't think he's going to rush the ball at all, to be honest. I think um, I think they're really going to like operate out of the pass. And, um, you know, kind of really just like have a high-tempo offense. Which would be great because... Um, you kind of like get the defense frustrated and it puts more pressure on Matthew Stafford to like really just go keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, and yeah, obviously going on the Rams side, you got Matthew Stafford, great quarterback, very underrated. Um, gets a lot of, uh, doesn't really get a lot of praise for what he did for this Rams team. Um. Cooper Cup is that guy who's been amazing this year, one of the best wide receiver seasons ever. Uh, Odell Odell Beckham Jr. has looked incredible with the Rams, kind of rejuvenate, revived his career, honestly, because it wasn't looking too bright in Cleveland, and he really wasn't playing all that well in Cleveland either. So um, that's, you know, let's be honest, that was a product of Baker Mayfield playing awful and not being the best quarterback he he could be for... um, 
Odell uh, for, for Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. So I'm I'm really happy Odell got out there because he was being used as a scapegoat. Yeah, Cleveland. Uh, Baker Mayfield is not that good of a quarterback. Let's really talk about it. But um, yeah, I think I think um, you know Cam Akers has been playing pretty pretty good after being uh, after being uh, out of the league for seven months with a torn Achilles. So yeah, um, I I do think that the whole I don't know. I just feel like the Rams are gonna want it like a lot more and want to get that victory, especially Sean McVay. Sean McVay, Sean McVay was there um, when they played against Tom Brady in in uh, 2019, and. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to lose like that again. That thirteen to three loss. He doesn't want that. Tom, uh, Sean McVay wants to give a, give out a message to the league that they're here to stay and win more championships and create a dynasty with that team. And I think that's what they're gonna do. I have the 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 Los Angeles Rams beating the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, shout out Joe Burrow, man. Joe Burrow's amazing. I think he'll have a Super Bowl eventually, but it's gonna be a learning experience for him. Um, for the whole Bengals team, I'm so happy they even got to the Super Bowl. To be honest, um, they're not winning the playoff game. They won, they won three this year, and I don't know. I I just feel that Rams defense is way too much for Cincinnati, and I think I think they really will get it done. And yeah, the Rams will be crowned 2022 Super Bowl champions. So yeah, I have the Rams winning. Um. Let's talk about the halftime performance because I'm I'm really excited for that. Um, believe I believe, um, huh? Was it Snoop Dogg? Yeah, Snoop Dogg, uh, Dr. Dre, Eminem. Yeah, those three. That's that's an amazing three to have um, for a halftime show. It's gonna be very entertaining. Hope we hear some classics. You know, I I, I really want to hear. I really want to hear just. <laughs> some some great classics, man. Um, Dr. Dre is a legend. Eminem a legend. Snoop Dogg a legend. Snoop Dogg is one of also one of the funniest guys on uh, TV. Like every time I see him, I don't know. He 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 always makes me laugh. Like um, I remember he did an impression of Conor McGregor that that killed me, and um, he was making fun of like some paparazzi. That was that was really funny too. But yeah, um, shout out to Snoop for for being dope all these years and same thing with Dr. Dre and Eminem. You know cool dudes so yeah um i hope you guys will uh, stay around to watch that because i'm definitely watching that so yeah um shout out to them next i want to get into last night ufc 271 um headlined by adesanya versus robert whitaker 2 uh a rematch that a lot of people were waiting on um Israel Adesanya has been on a tear in the middleweight division uh, ever since his win against Robert Whitaker. You know, beat the likes of Yoel Romero, Paulo Costa, and Marvin Vittori. So, and Robert Whitaker has been on a tear as well since his loss to uh, Israel Adesanya. He beat Darren Till, Jerry Cannonier, who we'll talk about later, and um, Kelvin Gastelum. Great fighters, and he really earned his way to a number one contender spot. So you couldn't deny this title fight happening, and it had to happen. Um, yeah, we we go into it, and 
you know, uh, I've seen a lot of people say, kind of, you know, split, split on who they really think is going to, um, going to win here, and yeah, um, Israel Adesanya came out with the win, um, he kind of, he kind of controlled the fight, um, it was a 3-2, I want to see the scorecards, yes, so, uh, one scorecard was 48-47, 48-47, and 49-46, I don't know, I wasn't a fan of the 49-46, I think Rob, Rob did enough to win at least two rounds, there's an argument that he even won three rounds and possibly won the fight, but, you know, in, in these times, you really have to beat the champ, like, you know, kind of dominate. I don't think there was domination from either, either fighter, like in my opinion at all. It was just more so them, you know, trading. I guess not really even trading. It was more so just Israel doing his old, you know, leg kicks, um, jab, Rob, uh, kind of like going in, uh, secured a couple takedowns, but you know, three. Uh, three three and a half minutes of control time is really you know nothing in a, in that kind of fight, especially since Israel was kind of getting up from the um, takedown and just going into the clinch. But um, it was a very close fight. I'll, I'll tell you that very very close. You could have Whitaker winning, and I wouldn't even be upset about it because it was so close. Um, you know um, what's next for Israel Adesanya is very very tough very tough to say um but if we didn't see jared cannonier it would be tough to say that's one thing jared cannonier is a monster man he fought Derek brunson um in like a two two fights two fights before this and Derek brunson was controlling the entire first round Landing strikes, took him down, knocked even knocked down Jared Cannonier, which was surprising because Derek Brunson's not the best of strikers in the world. Then second round hits, Derek Brunson just looks exhausted. Jared Cannonier sees that, puts the pressure on him, rocks him bad with like a back fist, and um, Derek Brunson's on on drunk legs and he's wobbling all over the place. Jared uh, Derek Brunson shoots for a takedown. Does not work in his favor. Jared Cannonier goes for the elbow and finish him and finishes him badly. So, yeah, Jared Cannonier versus Israel Adesanya is next. Um, that Israel wanted in June. I would love for it to be in June. Um, also, I would love for it to be uh, near where I live so I could go to a UFC event because there they were supposed to have um, one of the events near where I live, and they did not happen. So I, I want that. I want that badly because I, I would love to go to a UFC event. But um, yeah, I I kind of feel like Adesanya versus Whitaker uh, versus Cannonier would be much of the same of the Whitaker fight. Um, you know, just him. I, I think I think he probably batters him worse because Rob did beat Jerry Cannonier in a bad way too. Um, Jerry Cannonier is also like a threat because of his. Uh, punching power. The guy used to fight a heavyweight. Now he's fighting at 185. So, it really shows, like, how much power he really does on have on his hands. Like, it's it's insane. So, yeah, I, I think that's definitely the fight to make. We saw, you know, um, Hamza Chemaev say that uh, Israel has zero wrestling and he would love to fight him. 
Uh, Hamza Chimaev is actually one of my favorite fighters. Um, I think he would give Israel a lot of problems, but he's not even fighting at middleweight right now. He's he's fighting at he's fighting at welterweight. He's got to he's got to worry about um, Gilbert Burns and uh, and uh, eventually if he if he beats Gilbert Burns, Kamaru Usman. So yeah, um, that's that's really it. I I just feel like Israel Israel fighting Jared Cannonier is the fight to go, and you know I I think it'll be a great fight. Um, Israel Adesanya is for sure uh, one of the best mis- mixed martial artists of all time. I mean, look at his resume. He, he's great. Uh, second best middleweight of all time. No one's better than Anderson Silva. I don't think he's going to beat Anderson Silva's record. Anderson Silva was insane. I mean, I believe it was from 2000, 2006 to 2012. Six years he's had he had that middleweight belt and did not let go at all. So you know, I I don't think I don't think Adesanya will be on that level. It's it's really tough, especially Anderson was putting out fights like a lot more easier than than Adesanya was. So yeah, I think Anderson will be number one for a little while. But yeah, he's still one of the best mixed martial artists of all time. And yeah, shout out to shout out to Israel Adesanya, man, great fighter. Next, I want to talk about the amazing, amazing trades. That happened on the trade deadline. Um, very eventful. We're going to get into one of the bigger trades that happened. Which was uh, very interesting. But we'll get into every single one on February 10th. So if you guys are ready. I'm ready. Let's get into it. So one of the one of the trades that happened. The Magic officially land Mr. Bol Bol. PJ Dozier. Future second round pick, cash considerations from the Celtics, and the Celtics just receive second round pick. Really, that's that's the best you could do. Like, I mean, uh, come on. Like, uh, I could grade that. I'll grade that right now. I mean, why? Why would the Celtics do trade Bobo like that just for a second round pick? And you're just swapping picks. And PJ Dozier is the, you know, like just two guys just for a second round pick. I guess, I guess. Um, Magic's I give the uh, for the Magic I give them uh, a B minus because Bobo has a lot of potential in this league. Um, he has a lot of skill for someone his size. I believe he's like seven two or something like that, and you know, I, I think he could be something great. He just needs the opportunity to be good. But you know, with the Magic's um, clogged uh, front court, I really don't see Bobo getting too many minutes here. So, I, and PJ Dozier, I don't really see him getting minutes. But you get future second round pick and cash considerations too that could be used in the future. I mean, I give it, a, I give it a C, a C. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a C. Actually, not a C plus, a C. Celtics. I mean, D minus. I guess. I mean, you really just got a second round pick for Bobo. And and PJ Dozier, that's it. Um, nothing, nothing really special in that trade. Next, um, the Raptors have finally, finally trade Goran Dragic. Man, it's it's been it's been a long time coming. Um, they received Thaddeus Young and Drew Eubanks in a 2022 second round pick from the Spurs. Spurs received Goran Dragic and a 2022 first round pick. Uh. 
Yeah, I really, I really like um, this trade for the Raptors. You get someone like Thaddeus Young, who's really not like he hasn't really got that many minutes on the Spurs, and he didn't really fit on the team to begin with. So Thaddeus Young on the Raptors, I think that just helps the squad so much more, especially with their play with their recent like playoff push and how um, great they've been rate- lately. So I'd really love to see that. Um, Drew Eubanks is not a bad player at all, and you get a second round pick. The Spurs are, uh, oops, sorry about that. Touch some wires there. Uh, the Spurs are probably going to buy out um, Goran Dragic. You know, it's there's no point of keeping him because he does not fit the timeline of the team. He needs to be on a playoff team, and maybe, just maybe, we see a re, uh, uh, him reunite with Miami Heat. <sighs> Excuse me. I would love to see him reunite with the Miami Heat. Um, that could really help them in the playoffs. And you get a first-round pick. Can't go wrong with that. Uh, for the Raptors, I give it a B-minus because you get someone like Thaddeus Young. And the Spurs, hey, man, you, gotta, you get a C-plus. You got a first-round pick. Not any players that you're going to use, but you got a first-round pick, and you're a young team, so not bad. Suns deal for Aaron Holiday. Aaron Holiday's um, on the Phoenix Suns now, and the Wizards get cash considerations. Not really nothing to grade there. You know, it's not really going to do much for either team. Just, you know, just a move to get out there. So, yeah, um, not, not, nothing really too crazy. Now, Tory Craig comes goes back to the Suns, which is good for them because he was an essential piece to their finals run. And you get Tory Craig back, put him back in the rotation, they're going to be such a better team. Um, the Suns did have to trade Jalen Smith, their former first-round pick, who really hasn't got that much shine um you didn't really have that much hype either in my, in my opinion like from what i remember i don't remember him having um the hype that you know a lot of other first round picks have i want to see how he's been wow he was the 10th overall pick in 2020 wow 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 damn he yeah he does not play <laughs> he, he did not play in phoenix but hey he got minutes uh, with the Pacers in one game, 21 minutes. He got 12 points. That ain't bad. That ain't bad at all. And you got to steal in a block. So, not not bad. Not bad at all, man. Uh, he hopefully, hopefully he turns out to something for the Pacers. The Pacers are going in the right direction right now uh, with uh, Tyrese Halliburton. So yeah, we'll see. Next, I love this trade so much. I'm a big fan of this for the Hornets. Uh, the Hornets receive Montrez Harrell and the uh, Wizards. Uh, re- oh yeah, shoot! I forgot to grade the Suns and Pacers. Oh uh, damn! Uh, my mind's messed up. Pacers. Uh, I give them. Oh, not you, Siri. God. Okay. <laughs> my my computer's always talking to Siri and stuff. But yes, Pacers. I will give them a a uh, B because you get someone young and he could definitely turn up to something in the future. He has potential. The Suns give it a B minus. You get you get a you get a player that you know what he could do and he'll fit right in with the Suns because he played with them just last year. And it wasn't that long ago. So yeah. Next, the trade I really like. Um Montres Harrell goes to the Hornets, which I thought he should have went there a long time ago. Um that, that was just a match made in heaven. Um and the Wizards get Vernon Carey Jr., Ish Smith. And a 2023 second round pick, uh, Boston's pick via Charlotte. Yes, 
horn, bro, the horn is getting Montrez Harrell is just exactly what they needed. I mean, Montrez, they needed they needed that center, that that center slash four, and I think he really just he just fits in with the squad. Like he's also there on their he, he's perfectly good on their timeline because he's not an old player. He's twenty eight. He's twenty eight years old, and. You know, in two games already, he's looked amazing. I mean, 17 points, 8 rebounds, uh, assist and a half, a half a steal, half a block. It, it's been incredible. And only 25 minutes, only 25 minutes, and he's looked he's looked great. Shout out to Montrez, man. He's a tough player. Uh, the Wizards get Vernon Carey and Is Smith, um, 2023 second round pick. They just wanted to get, get Trez off the team because... Trez, Trez has a lot of a lot of potential, so uh, for for a playoff team and Wizards don't look like they're making the playoffs this year. So yeah, I mean, I guess unload the contract. Hornets, I give them an A. An a. I, I really like that for them. They, it really helps their playoff chances. And um, Wizards, a C minus. Nothing really too special for the squad. So yeah. Next, we have a huge. Four-team trade. Yeah, four-team trade, which is absolutely insane. Um, we will start off with what the Bucks received. The Bucks received Sergi Baca, um, second-round pick via Sacramento, second-round pick via Detroit, and cash considerations from the Clippers. The Clippers receive Rodney Hood, Semiel Gile, uh, Vanya Mar- uh, Um Yeah, and the Kings get... Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Jackson, Trey Lyles, uh, David Machiniao, and a second-round pick. The Pistons get Marvin Bagley the third. So, yeah, um, I'll get into every point. The Pistons getting Marvin Bagley, um, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's a benefit for both sides that Marvin Bagley left the Kings. Kings didn't want to play him. Marvin Bagley didn't want to play. Marvin Bagley gets a fresh start in, in uh, Detroit. I hope he gets the minutes he deserves because I think he's a—he's uh, not a bad player. I, I don't think he's a bad player whatsoever. I think he'll fit on um, on Detroit. And he'll be a good player there for sure. Um, I, I don't mind that trade at all. The Kings get Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Jackson, and Trey Lyles. Uh, I like Dante DiVincenzo a lot. I think he's a great player. Um, him going to Sacramento would, you know, it's another young player that could really fit with that squad. You know, with De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Sabonis, Damian Mitchell, and uh, Harrison Barnes. So, yeah, um, I think I think this is perfect for them because, you know, they want to make that playoff push, and I really think I really think Dante could help them. I don't know, play in for sure, but I'm not sure about playoffs just yet. But you know, Sabonis has been pretty good for them so far. He's not been bad at all. Not been bad at all. So yeah. On the Kings side, I mean on the Clippers side, you get Rodney Hood, Semi Ogile, and Vanya Marinkovic, guys that are not gonna play for you got for them at all. I mean, Kawhi Kawhi's not coming back this year, um, because of his injury. I don't even think Paul George is gonna come back either, so I guess honestly just stock up players for next year. Next year they really have a good chance of winning it, so yeah. I mean, just stock them up. And the Bucks get Sergi Baca um, in the second round picks. You know, I think I think this helps them a lot because 
now you have another rim protector on the squad and someone who could really come off the bench and, you know, kind of take the pressure off Giannis of playing the entire time, like, you know, worrying about the interior defense because Serge Ibaka's interior defense is not what it used to be, but it's still very good. So I'd give the Bucks, um, I give them a B plus, you know, solid trade all around, and you get some more assets. Clippers, you know, a D plus, nothing too crazy there. Just unload some salaries, and you get Serge Ibaka off the squad. Kings, I'll give them an uh, a B solid. Dante Divincenzo, Josh Jackson, Trey Lyles, all three solid players. Uh, Pistons getting Marvin Bagley, I'll give him a C plus because, you know, he's still a good player, but he you don't know what you're going to get out of him so far. So, yeah. Next trade, um, Daniel Tice comes back to the Celtics from the Rockets. Um, Daniel Tice only goes to the Celtics, and the Rockets get Dennis Schroeder uh, and his freedom and Bruno Fernando. Uh... So yeah, Den- uh, Daniel Tice going back to the Celtics. I guess he can't he he can't leave Brad Stevens alone. Brad Stevens loved Daniel Tice. He plays him all the time. I don't get it. It's crazy. Um, uh, Dennis Schroeder going to the Rockets. I think he's most likely going to get bought out. I'm pretty sure Ennis Freedom just got bought out, and Bruno Fernando's gonna. I mean, he, he's really not going to get too many minutes there. So, it's, honestly. In my opinion, there's really no way to grade this. I think you really just like, you know, cut in the middle and just, you know, it's a neutral a neutral grade. But the Celtics are not done yet because they make another trade that I'm I'm a fan of. I'm really a fan of this. The Celtics give up Josh Richardson, Romeo Langford, uh, two first round picks, one's a first round pick swap to the Spurs, and the Spurs give up Derek White to the Celtics. I think Derek White fits, you know, fits their timeline as well. He's a young player, and you finally have, like, a better shooting guard on the squad, and maybe you could play Marcus Smart full-time at the one. Who knows? Uh, And Josh Richardson and Romeo Langford. Josh Richardson has potential because we've seen that he could score 15 points per game. You never know what Popovich could get out of him, honestly. Romeo Langford, I don't know. He's kind of looked like a lost cause so far. So yeah, for the Celtics, I give it a uh, give it an A minus. I really like it a lot, and the Celtics have been playing great lately. Great basketball. Shout out to them because they turned it around from earlier this season where they did not look good. And um, Spurs, I give it a B minus. It's not a, not a terrible trade. Josh Richardson's a decent player. So yeah, um, second to last trade, one that really caught me by surprise. I wasn't really a big fan of the trade. Um, the Mavericks get Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans from the Washington Wizards, and the Wizards receive Chris Tops Porzingis and a 2022 second round pick. <sighs> Let's get on the Mavericks side. Um, you get Spencer Dinwiddie. How does Spencer Dinwiddie fit with Luca? Honestly, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie hasn't even been the greatest player this year. He hasn't really been good. There's reports. Coming out of Washington that his teammates did not like him and they wanted him off the team. You know what they wished. And Davis Berton's not the same player he was a couple of years ago. Um, the Wizards get Kristaps Porzingis. I mean, you get a guy who's capable of being a star, but the question is, is he going to put in the work to be a star? That's the real question and, and really, like, you know, kind of get into the nitty-gritty. 
So yeah, it, it was kind of weird though. I felt like I felt like the Mavericks could have got more for Porzingis, really much more. Um, Luca was kind of upset. Uh, he didn't want Porzingis to go. I think he liked playing with him. You know, it was a big who could stretch the floor with him, and they really complemented each other really well. Like, like people forget they were a good duo. They were a really good duo. Like, well, I, I don't know what the Mavs are doing. Um, I guess maybe, I guess maybe um, having cap space for free agency possibly get some assets and retool a nice lineup around Luca, maybe. I guess I give the Mavericks a C. It's nothing, nothing really too special. And the Wizards, I give them, a, I give them a B plus because obviously Porzingis injury prone, so it's not gonna play all the time. But you get a guy with Bradley Beal uh, for next year, so yeah, we'll see. If Bradley Beal is on the team next year. Last but not ne- but not least, something I thought would never happen: James Harden is not a Brooklyn Net now. James Harden is a Philadelphia 76er. So, yeah, um, it's pretty interesting. And Ben Simmons finally gets traded. So, let's. I, I want to deep dive. I, I want to I dive into this. James Harden and Paul Millsap go to the 76ers. The Brooklyn Nets receive back from the 76ers Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first round picks. I really like this, this trade. For Brooklyn, um, Brooklyn gets Ben Simmons, a guy who could fit really well with Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Durant. He has no, he has no worry to like um, uh, for spacing because all those guys could really space the floor. And um, Seth Curry is a great shooter, one of the best shooters in the league. Andre Drummond, um, solid center, and you get two first round picks. So yeah, I, th- I think he really fits well with. Uh, with Kyrie Irving and uh, Kevin Durant, I think Seth Curry also fits well. I think he'll enter the starting lineup pretty swiftly. And yeah, uh, I for for Brooklyn, I, I'm I can't even wait for the grade. I, I'd give him an A, an A. They, they had the best trade this season, uh, for sure. Philadelphia, on the other hand, gets James Harden and Paul Millsap. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I mean, they've been great so far. You add James Harden with Embiid. We don't know how that fit's going to work. James Harden hasn't been the James Harden of of the past this year. So I do think he needs to take a step back and, you know, take less shots. You got to, you got to, it's Embiid's team. Embiid's the best player on the team. You got to let him take his shots and you got to give up the ball and really facilitate the, uh, facilitate more and be a playmaker because that's, that's what's going to help them win. But yeah, I mean, you get a superstar like James Harden. It's an A minus, man. That's an A minus. It's great, but yeah, that's all the trades uh, for today. It was a great episode. Um, I hope to see you guys soon. Looking to make an episode maybe tomorrow, honestly. So yeah, see you guys later. Peace.